Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Matt Lees and I'm joined by Steve Burns. Hello. Simon Miller. Greetings. And Chris Bratt. Already you can tell that the people in the room are sitting <laughs> in different positions because I have done my traditional Steve clockwise. Steve stole my goddamn chair. Yeah, Steve tried really to steal weird. my chair, but I pulled rank. Oh, <laughs> I tried to No one steals my chair. You got no rank, no Bratt. Yeah. Nobody take the Miller chair. <laughs> I like my Miller chair. How are you doing, guys? It's been a little while since yeah, last podcast. Good. A couple of weeks, right? Uh, mm. Christmas done, New Year done, 2014. Brand new year, time to move forward and party down. New year. Exactly. And with Aladdin, I'm starring in Aladdin this year. Really well, the pantomime. Yeah, really oh. looking forward to it. I'm going to be playing the genie's lamp. Are you actually? That wouldn't no. be the starring. <laughs> that wouldn't be the starring role. That would be just a piece of equipment. They it could have be. Right, yeah. It could be a reworked version in which the, <laughs> the genie's, genie's lamp, lamp takes center stage. Somehow takes. Yeah. I'm not is, sure how that works. Is it based on the Mega Drive version or the SNES version? Oh, the only way I can right, see right, that happening, I've got to be honest. The only way I could see the genie's lamp taking a starring role in a reworked version of Aladdin would be if it was an erotic version involving oil and lots of rubbing. Um, I'm up for that. Oh. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> right up my right street. Now, but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, do that. somebody's just taken notes and gone, oh my God, it's genius. Yeah, put Adam Sandler genius. in it. Make God. another wish come true. Oh. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's been, it's been Christmas, hasn't it? So uh, I found, actually, I've actually played some games. Yeah. Fantastic. I like to time. hear. Really rare. Yeah. Um, what have you guys been playing over Christmas? Oh, what a tease. I thought you were going to tell us. No, I thought, yeah. you know, what have you guys been I doing? played old games and new games. Uh, you know, I kind of switched it up. I like to make sure that the um, you know never forget about the games of yesteryear because they still exist. Never forget where you came from, played. Simon. When I played New Super Mario Brothers U, which I don't like those. That games. sounds like the newest game ever. Well, basically, no. Like, Except it isn't. Obviously, <laughs> you see family over Christmas and stuff, and you know my brother's a big big Nintendo dude. And really? um, do you not know that? No, no, it's just because you're not such a big Nintendo. Oh, I see, right. <laughs> uh, and obviously I was talking to him about Super Mario 3D Land and saying, you know, it's really, really good. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be really good. And at the time he was playing New Super Mario Brothers U. So I know I don't like those. I games. hate that it's got the word new in it. really annoys me. I know. So I thought I'd, I'd, I'd play that for a bit. And I just, I just don't like I mean, it's okay. But it just feels like the most phoned-in Mario experience you can make. Especially after you just played one that you you thought was one of the best ones. In, well, that, that's in the years, thing. Right? It, just, it lacks the creativity and and just the the polish and the sheen that that one that, that one has. Mm. And that's like really really disappointing because you think you know on the Wii this version of the game sold like you know forty million copies or yeah, something tons. Yeah, and on the Wii U it sold about two and a half because obviously there's no Wii U's. But you think well, I'm not surprised that it didn't sort of capture the same imagination anyway because it feels exactly the same. And when you do compare it to 3D World, it's just just night and day. It just feels like you know they put that one out. Thinking, that sounds like it. a really disappointing day. Like you, I can imagine you had a conversation <laughs> where you really big up the fact that 3D World is just this yeah. this great game, and then you go and play a lesser one instead. Yeah, but I mean, kids love it. That's the thing. There's, there's a kid That's a shit it. excuse, though. Isn't oh, it? I know, but this kid Xbox was playing kids. it. This kid was playing it, and she thought it was the greatest thing ever. So sometimes I go, well. Yeah, but the if thing you're is, like, that much, I can't really hate with it, I kids. Guess. It's like they wasn't that long ago they, they like were Skylanders. babies. In which case, you could just pull a funny face at them, and they think it's the most amazing. Kids, oh, that's true. Think things are amazing because they haven't been exposed to many things. That's kids true. don't have taste. Mm. Yeah. Um, kids don't have taste. I mean, sometimes they have a bit of taste. Like I'm kind of weirdly lucked out in retrospect because actually lots of the games I liked when I was a kid ended up actually being good mm. and I don't know how I that's always that. nice to find out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but it's not even like that. I had good taste though because. Uh, I didn't like back then. We didn't have demos, and I didn't. I wasn't buying games yeah. that my friends already had. It I was, think I was it, just quite good at looking at the back of boxes. There was quite a bit of luck involved. <laughs> it's good work because yeah, I just spent hours in W. H. Smith or whatever, just going around looking at all the boxes and trying to work out so which games were yeah. good. Yeah, because they didn't even really have that many um, 
box quotes on boxes back in those days I either, did they? The Mega Drive versions had like different languages, didn't they? So you had like four screenshots, yeah, and then four different like kind of e-figs sort. Of and thing. it would just describe what the game was. Yeah. It would just say like a two-player action shooter game. action game <laughs> with. Uh, co-op action game can you stop the evil baron yeah um, yes. what game is that what game is that uh, Mega Drive Road Rash Road Rash <laughs> stop <laughs> the evil baron <laughs> it was uh, I think it was uh, Gunstar Heroes I probably even say it on the box really Road Rash all these years uh, but yeah, no, it didn't do that. Oh, actually, even if it did, like back in those days, people take the piss out of game reviewing now, but Jesus Christ, like in the 90s, it was like everything got 90%. Yeah, everything. <laughs> that's all you had to do is turn up, 90%. Great, great graphics, guys. Good job, 90 yeah, But I mean, I, pff, I mean, that's the problem, isn't it, though? Because kids do like it. So they like Nintendo everything. Go, yeah. Brilliant, we've, 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 we've achieved. See, that was pretty rubbish. Not rubbish, it's just I don't get them. Really. No, I thought I think rubbish is fair. Okay. Just, I really it, didn't it, like it, them. It lacks um, that Mario, you know... Spark, which yeah. all Mario games should have, unless it's one of his stupid flipping offshoots like Mario Party 9, Mario Goes to Bermuda or whatever. But apart from that crap, which I get is just, I don't yeah. know why it exists. I don't know why it exists. One Mario Party was enough. We're up to now, like Mario Party 92. Mario Party was fucked, man. Because like the just, first Mario Party was so much fun. Yeah. And it was fun because it had really good mini games. That's it. It was a really good idea. And then they just kept adding more and more mini games in the next ones which were like loads of the mini games weren't fun no. and they made it so like each board like they made the boards bigger so like it, rather than being a party game go, oh, yeah, oh, I did. instead of being oh. a party game do you want to play a party party everyone's like no because it takes <laughs> I like I haven't got that much time it takes like two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. like, to get around the fucking board <laughs> it was fucking bollocks it was mental I don't know who was in charge of the design of that series but honestly they should have oh, been well, fired there's another one coming out next month um, yeah years. they should just kill them all uh, but um, I played uh, Walking Dead well I say oh, that brilliant. I played half <laughs> Of the first episode. Yeah, I've, which, I've played... How? It's not even that long. <laughs> well, I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> but I, wanted, I sat down with good intentions and then things happened. I was like, oh shit, I can't play it. But you know, it's, it's difficult to talk about because I... obviously without the full content. You played half of the first episode. Yeah, I get the feeling I, it hasn't captured you, has it? it? Well, no, but I played half the first yeah, episode. But yeah, like, like... If, it, if you had really enjoyed it, you would have played the entire thing. Surely. To be honest, like, though, no, it was a time thing. I oh, really? to, something came up and I had to go sort it out. To be honest, right. the first episode as well is like a, a statement of yep. intent in a way. It's it doesn't really, yeah. it won't grab you in the first episode entirely. It, it, it has, I, I um, did the review for the site and it was, I, I compared it to the first episode of season one. You you don't know anyone in the group. You know Clementine yeah. who's leading this, this Oh, you're season, talking about the second series? I thought you yeah. didn't play the first one. You're talking about the second series. Yeah. I haven't played uh, the second well, series. No, talking about the first episode of the second series. Right? It, it's a similar kind of feeling. You like you it's it's great to see Clementine come into this role, but the, the characters she meets, you don't you don't really Careful know. Careful now, it's bro. All, well, there's you know there's a new group. I know. There's always going to be just, a new group. Just, just warning you. Okay, so. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being very careful. I but I'm sure it will be good, like I say. But like all of those kind of games, the first one is just setting the scene mostly anyway. So I basically set the scene for half an episode then stop. I still don't know what the scene is, to be honest. I, it, it doesn't really set it that well. It, 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 it kind of explains where Clementine's up to and that she's a slightly different person than you may have thought originally. But I don't know what the the story of this season is going to be. Whereas in season one, yeah, you right. kind of know that it, Lee's got to look after this little girl. He needs to try and find her parents or make sure she survives. That's your goal. Yeah. There isn't a goal yet. I don't know. I think that's why I haven't played it yet because I want to wait until a few more. I'm a bit concerned about it and the same reason that I didn't um, didn't play the DLC for Bioshock Infinite where they're under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> um, with Rapture because... I read the reviews of it and it basically said uh, the phrase that kept popping up, which terrified me, was that it's, it was like walking through a museum. And that, to me, was how I felt about Bioshock Infinite. And I felt that was the biggest failing, mm. was that it, it, was, it purported to be a living world, but actually it didn't feel like a living world. It yeah. felt like a museum. Um, and the thing about Rapture that I love is you see Rapture in Bioshock 
it's a great dystopia and it's all about you imagining what this world would have been like and i think the process of actually creating that world as it exists is dangerous because then it means that if it doesn't quite if it ends up being a bit worse than your imagined version which yeah, it, yeah. it sounds like the it Star was Wars prequel problem right? yeah it, it it kind of it's like getting an old vhs tape and overwriting your own memories with something that's not as good never never go back that's yeah never and watch well, night rider again it's watching you like well, so, you, so you're worried that season two shit. will spoil your well, view of the first one small, specifically clementine because i think that was so genius about the it first series it was it was a perfect mm. ending and also the thing is that the premise of uh, kind of the emotional premise of the first series if you forgive the horribly wanky term was that the i the idea that you were looking after a girl and she wasn't your daughter. And that was the genius of it. Because it doesn't matter who you are, that's a human thing that anyone can relate to, is yeah. looking after a child. Games always make that mistake, and I've said this before, games make that mistake of being like, hey, you've got to save your girlfriend or your, your son yeah, from the baddies. And you're like, well, it's not my girlfriend it makes or my the, it son. It makes the link feel a bit more real because... It was an exact parallel. You met Clementine at the same time as the main character did. There was um, an emotional parity between you and the character and the relationship with that girl. And I think that... I'm not sure how I feel about playing her. I've held off for that reason. I had the exact same thing. I we did uh, a video on that idea after I played the first one because I, I when that I first we, we kind of discussed it. When yeah, Clementine yeah, yeah. Was first announces the lead character. It's like really, I'm not sure how I feel about it. But he's ended up complimenting it very well. I okay. think because the view you have of Clementine in the, in the first season, as you say, is you run a parallel with Lee. You see her through Lee's eyes. It's this. It's this girl. This like. Um, you know, she's she's young, you've, she's hasn't got her parents, you've got to look after her, she's very innocent, bright-eyed, all that kind of stuff. And you always see her through Lee's eyes, like, that. That you see that character. And that is who Clementine is, but in season two it kind of fleshes it out a little bit more, shows you that there is more to her than just being the young, innocent girl. Because, um, you know when you have, like, a dialogue she's option for one, in, yeah. in the, like, The Walking Dead, it brings up four choices you kind of get to see what's going through her head at the same time. It's like, do you respond with anger or do you respond with kindness that, if you want to take it at a base level? And because of that, you get to see that the, she's, she's much more aware of herself. Um, I, very early on when I met this new group and you're not sure what the situation is going to be like, uh, I, for reasons I'm not going to go into, they're suspicious of Clementine, they've just met her. And I had an option to, like, use puppy eyes, essentially. Like, that's not something I ever thought Clementine knew that she could do. Like, mm. I, it was something... Because it, <laughs> Sorry. No, it, I, I totally agree with your point. I just like the fact that, oh, I can use my puppy eyes. <laughs> no, it's just in I season one... I had them in my inventory. <laughs> in, in season one, you, that works on you because you see those puppy eyes and you go, right, we're defending this girl. No, whatever, I get you. Else. I get you. And the fact that she knows that she has that ability is ace. And later on, you kind of some of the conversation options you wouldn't expect from her. And it doesn't change the character. It just shows there's something, there's more to her than you, than you gave the credit for. And that, yeah. that's really nice to find out. And I see no spoilers whatsoever, but it starts amazingly. Like they don't pull any punches. So yeah, fair, they, play. They, fair play to them for, sta- for stating uh, their uh, you know, statement of intent. I'm not, I'm not surprised to see that. They definitely came back thinking, right, we, you know. Let's start strong. We've got to make sure yeah. we haven't lost our, our I don't know why I haven't played it yet. I haven't played the 400 no, wait, days I, th- I think you should wait until it's all there as a chunk. Well, I, I don't think know, it's more fun. Last time I played it, I, um, I played them all on day of release. And I kind of enjoyed the kind of okay. TV it's, style it's thing nice of being part of yeah, the, yeah, and the conversation. And the conversation that goes along with it. So I probably should, but I'm just a bit afraid of it. I think it's like, for me, it's a sign of a game is really good if, you, if I love a game so much I'm always mildly fearful of the yeah. sequel I, 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 was, I was in the exact same situation I've been burned too many times man I take, going back to just a quick point I'm literally just going to say this and then we'll move on you mentioned about you know creating relationships and how you make them care 
Ico did that fantastically well. Because didn't explain yeah. anything. It just let you, how do you feel about this thing? Yeah, I, going, a lot of games managed to do it so well without dialogue. I know yeah. last year, a game we didn't really probably talk about as much as we should, but Brothers did that really, really well. Mm. You you care a hell of a lot about the relationship between these two characters, and you can never understand a word they say to each other, yeah. which That's is because it's hell of impressive. In, I think we were arguing about this, weren't we, Miller? Over, we were arguing, we were not arguing, uh, we we're talking about it over Twitter over Christmas about Man of Steel, about uh, the ending of Man of Steel, where spoiler alert, oh, he God. smashes what? Metropolis no. to pieces. What? And we we're arguing about in-universe Didn't actions. Sax Snyder film, that's that yeah. shit. <laughs> in-universe actions versus other stuff, and I think with kind of Eco and Brothers, what we we're talking about is the game. Those games outline their universe so clearly even when you don't actually understand what they're saying that it just seems very natural everything they do so you're like of course i've got to hold this girl's hand because that's this is the universe but in other games and films when suddenly the characters start doing stuff that you're like that would never happen mm. that's when it all breaks and so yeah. just for superman yeah i can buy that superman can fly around of course it's yeah. superman but as soon as he starts smashing metropolis to pieces i understand why people are like but what about Superman? I thought he was, and so that's with with games and with films and with anything else. I think that as long as you can, as long as it rem- remains internally consistent, then that's fine. And I suppose with Walking Dead season two, the greatest part is is that what you consider to be internally consistent has changed. So with the puppy dog eyes, what you consider she's not like. She wouldn't. Oh, she did that to you. You're like, yeah. Oh shit. Now she's she doing played it. Now me all I'm along. Doing it to other people. Yeah. So. So I actually uh, to go off on a slight tangent. I'm really excited about the whenever they bloody continue it. The Wolf Among Us. Mm. Just I, oh, because, I, that's what I played over the over Christmas. I yeah. This episode. Because the problem is at the moment it's something that video games are failing in. And the fact that all of these games where you do actually manage to have this uh, relationship, this sort of parity where you feel connected to the situation. To be blunt, they're all situations where it's either like. Uh, you know, it's just all like blokes looking after young girls, really. Mm. You know, Ico, uh, Last of Us, you know, Walking Dead. I mean, you know, some of them have done it better than others, but essentially it is like the, the emotion they, they aim to get us to feel attached to is a guy looking after a girl. Yeah. Or no, it, you know, or actually a basic level, like somebody looking after somebody young or somebody protecting yeah, someone. someone. That someone that feeling of you having to protect somebody yeah. who they can't protect themselves. But that games can, I don't, I get annoyed with that because I think that this power that games have to make you feel really emotionally connected to a situation you can use it for anything and obviously Shadow of the Colossus and Papers Please as, a, as yeah. with the recent TV thing I did was like you know the, it, that makes you feel bad and I like the wolf among us because it's like your role is clearly to keep the peace mm. but because you're playing the big bad wolf there's a beast inside of you that wants to just fucking tear people's faces off I and having that, that having that character you'd love it man <laughs> it's some middle of the game <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, no, that, I think that's interesting. Yeah, I I, um, I, I played it o- over Christmas. I, I really liked the, the the choices that that game offered, more so than the first episode of season two of The Walking Dead. You kind of see some of those, the, the big choice in each episode, you kind of see it coming after playing the first season because you know how the format works. I didn't see the twist in The Wolf Among Us yeah, coming. Yeah, that, that was ace. I, I, I yeah. really enjoyed it. it. I think it helps a lot because I think both of us went into it without reading Fables, the comic. And yeah, so, I think so. On one hand... We, you know, all these characters are new to us, and I really, really liked meeting new characters and trying to figure out who they were. Yeah, that was yeah. like such a, a fun experience, and you get that without because we didn't know the source material. Yeah, totally. A lot of people are like, oh, definitely read the comics first. Completely disagree. Mm. I, I loved it how it's like, who's this? And you're like, then you realize what fairy tale they're from. Yeah. And I, it's it, and and like the, the those kind of things you can interact with to try and figure out that as well. Like that you have the book of fables, and you can kind of see. 
um, like the fairy tale versions of the characters and compare them to what they look yeah. like now. And it even even I like the way that they use aggression as a mechanic in the way that um, because you are a fearsome bastard, it's you, like yeah, you have to use that sometimes. You have to, but I like the way that it isn't um, that simple polar thing that games do with morality of do you want to be the nice guy or, or the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. In this, it's usually like there's one bit where there's a guy who's not telling you the truth, and you know he's not telling you the truth, and yeah. you can either oh, choose God. to yeah. spend some time going around investigating and building up evidence so you can basically say to him look i've got this case of evidence you're not telling me the truth tell me the truth or and i'm assuming it works at any point you've got the option to basically just be really aggressive it, which, and intimidating. I, I know the exact situation you're talking about and i did the first one to start with and like i kept proving this this guy wrong i was like listen i can see that you've done something's gone on here tell me what it is and he kept sidestepping me every time so you just i just yeah i just got frustrated with him and I think the whole game is based around that because you played the big bad wolf. It's kind of like the, kind of says it in the name, but you're the good character in it to an extent. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea that it's like you're always trying to remain patient and take the long route, but it's like aggression (laughs) is always a shortcut to you, but there will be consequences to that and not just consequences of being like, oh, you're evil now. It's like, again, that kind of personal relations thing, which Telltale seem to have kind of taken as their own. Yeah. And yeah, Game of Thrones is coming out. Oh, it's going to be so good. That's got to be good. They don't screw that up, Telltale. I really I hope, don't lands. Jurassic Park that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they do what the um, the uh, yeah, Borderlands. I don't and care. I, I'm the same. Um, I, I don't really, know why. I just don't. I just. I just don't but who, does anyone play Borderlands for the story? Well, people do, and do they're they? idiots. Oh, okay, well, okay. I, don't know, I don't know anyone <laughs> that does. I think some people play for the characters in a way. Yeah, like, yeah. Handsome yeah, Jack was but, a very entertaining yeah, character. Yeah, but the characters Clap in their shooty, fun. shooty, fun, fun environment. Yeah. Not, a, I'm going to investigate your character in a deep level kind of a way. I, 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 I don't get I how it wrong. I don't to know. be fair, like they did actually do some really good characterization and plot development in Borderlands 2. It surprised me. I enjoyed the story. Um, but at the same time, it's flippant and it's Surely you funny. never sat there and thought, oh, I'd love it if they really sort of focused on this and pulled it aside as their own episodic I don't think it works. weekly adventure. I don't think it works in a grey way. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah it's re- that is the it black managed and white, to, isn't it? Borderlands 2 managed to pull up my heartstrings in ways I wasn't expecting, but it was very black and white mm. stuff. You know, yeah. it was like, these people are evil. Which is yeah. which is never what, the, well, the Telltale games I've played so far, no, that's no. not, they don't do black and white. It's I never black and white. The choices aren't And that's why evil. Game of Thrones is the perfect choice. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that sits, suits it perfectly. It, it, just because that, that's how that story works. Yeah. So everything's grey in there. Everything is grey. The mean, black and white characters don't usually they don't they don't last long (laughs) yeah Yeah. the black and white characters in game of thrones do badly the people who are like inherently blatantly super evil yeah they don't fare too well in the end the people who are fucking shiny knights in armor oh god they don't do well (laughs) men of morals you're in trouble yeah they're fucked um but i mean reading the books and actually the really crappy rpg that came out uh, last year for game of thrones was surprisingly good Mm. i mean i say surprisingly good i gave it a six out of ten it was (laughs) was crap (laughs) but having read the books they really captured that sense of like one of the main characters you play because you play as two different characters and the story between chapters went back and forth between them and their the paths eventually met in traditional narrative I way. That I, mm, and I, I wonder if that's something they're planning to do with this because, well, because episodes could work as like chapters, but... It did work really well in that because the, the, the two characters did meet eventually and the, their, their storylines did cross oh, cool. over. Yeah. But the way they crossed over was really interesting and it wasn't at all what I expected. And I also really liked the way that one of the main characters you played in the Game of Thrones RPG was like this really 
good guy. He was like traditional <laughs> RPG character, Shining Knight. Yeah. Oh, and upon getting to... Uh, well, no, he didn't okay. get killed. But upon getting to King's Landing to go and speak to the Queen, because... Oh, you... good guy's going to speak to the Queen at King's Landing. <laughs> yeah. Come on, this is a classic. Don't do that. I Don't know, that. it's amazing. Because it's just like he gets back to the land and his younger bastard brother has taken his lands. And he's like, well, they're my lands by rights. I'm going to go and speak to the queen. And it's like, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, unfortunately, do unfortunately <laughs> your bastard brother like is kind of helping out the queen at the moment, which yeah. means you're in... And it was that thing of basically, then you had a whole section of the game where you actually have to work with the other guy. Shit, son. And in the conversations, uh, which had the Mass Effect style conversations, you had to choose who was going to interact, whether it was going to be you who is going to deal with this situation. You have two conversation choices for you or two conversation choices for the bastard brother. Mm-hmm. And the difficult thing was sometimes in the situations, you're like, you kind of look at the nice guy stuff and you're like, yeah, but we actually need to get the shit done. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, so it's all, it's, it's so you end up actually kind of favoring the bad guy a bit yeah, just because yeah. he's the guy Always. who... And I found that really interesting, the way you start to realise that despite the fact you like the main character, you start to realise he's a bit... Wet blanket? A bit of a wet blanket and maybe a bit too naive yeah. about the world. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, that I, that's, this is one of the reasons I'm so excited to, to see a game really delve into the Game of Thrones. He's so excited, he's wiggling his legs. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Listen, all right, it's the Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, every, every RPG game I've played since um, reading the first book, like, I, I, I always ask myself, what would Tyrion Lannister do? And that pretty much has defined every character I've played since then. Does it define your life? Kind of, yeah. I'm ca- I think I'm chaotic good. I think that's happened. I, yeah. I'd love it if they actually made it with the Telltale thing, if it was episodic, but actually had properly branching stuff where you could actually get your characters killed. That would be amazing. Yeah. Because one of my favourite things, if not actually my favourite thing, apart from the fact that the ending I got for the Game of Thrones RPG, because there were multiple endings, but the ending I got, I thought was an incredible ending. But oh my God, it was one of the darkest and most depressing <laughs> things. It was just like, sort of like, you don't sit down and go, wow, what a great game. You sit down and put the control on the floor and go, fuck (laughs) that was horrible um but it was satisfying yeah was the fact that you can actually die um whilst having a conversation with the queen with sensei (laughs) there was there was it was a game in which if you made the wrong conversation options it would be like taken to the dungeons game over (laughs) (laughs) like you just at one point she basically offers you a way out and you goes listen you know you could work for me and if you go no 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 i'm just here to do what is right. I'm here to claim what is legally mine. It's Spinchy like take heart. him to the dungeons. That's it. That's game it. over. It's like shit. Yeah, Don't and I'm like, this it. is cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. That game should do that. Well, hopefully, Telltale are going to. That that's. Uh, it just sounds like such a perfect match, doesn't it? I I, want, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, oh, the game over screen to be extinguished. That's my dream. It would be cool. Game over. Like, you know, yeah. not not a game where you get taken to the dungeons and now you've got to do the mission where you get the keys and yeah. have to escape. But take to the dungeons. No, now you rot to death. Exactly. You're dead. You made a mistake. Fuck you. I'd love that. I love if more games are like that. Uh, One day. Um, but yeah, you play anything over Christmas, Steve? Steve's been playing new games. Yeah. <gasps> Steve don't play old shit. Old shit. Yeah, I played a game. It was good. Oh, come go. on, come on. Okay, well, we, we, we talked about Alien Isolation yesterday. We did. We did. A, a kind of video preview. Yeah. Let's talk it. about it again. And it looks very, very cool, doesn't Dude, it? Dude, because I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, so fill me up. Oh, give it, give us a, like, the, the headline fact. And, and put your face closer to the microphone. It's, <laughs> it's not an Aliens game. It's an alien game. Yeah, so I, it's one alien, and so far it doesn't look like the worst thing ever committed to a disc. Which, following Colonial Marines, is, that's just, I mean, it's just something, you know. Um, so they took their inspiration from Alien rather than Aliens, as I just said. And there's one, there's only one enemy. 
well, one extraterrestrial enemy. You, you're on a space uh, station 15 years after the original. You play Ripley's daughter, who's still cut up about mum just disappearing because she's well, in I think that's understandable. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, the spaceship blew up and your mum wasn't on it. So, oh, okay. Well, all right, fine. Let's go we find go. Out. So you go to the sprawl from Dead Space 2, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> which is fine because they nicked that anyway from Alien. And when you get there, things have gone a bit wrong. And so there's one... Why don't you just leave? Well, I think that when you arrive, you're not aware of the force. So it's going to be like Alien. You arrive... Yeah, they you... had no idea. Yeah, so because... Oh, it's... Why does she go by I think herself? it's like They're a monster being a troll, they? Like... Yeah. 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 <laughs> the first Alien film, they were like... Hey, it was all jokes yeah. for about 40, a good 40 <laughs> and minutes. And then they were laughing around it? the dinner table, and then the guy started choking, and then, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. things went bad. But I think that the space station itself is quite modular like the Nostromo was. So you get there, there's, there's other survivors. Uh, it, it, and probably in some way to Dead Space 2, because that starts, doesn't it, when it's not all gone totally yeah. to shit. You're kind of just in the middle of it. And then you're... I think how it works is you're umbilical. So uh, like in Colonial Marines, the thing that connects your ship and the station is damaged in classic fashion. So you have to then find a way through the station and out wherever. But um, yeah, it's like a survival horror game. It's like Amnesia with the alien license, which I know a few people have been clamoring for. And it is genuinely quite scary. You've got no offensive weapons, so it's not like you just pick up a pulse rifle and go home. Yeah, well, we've got some some gameplay up already. It's like... um... You, you, yeah, you, your only weapon you said was a wrench, right? And I had a wrench. You, you can pretty much give yeah. like a firm tap on the head of the alien. I pressed R one by accident while I was hiding behind a uh, uh, like a comms desk, and it went and this really pathetic swing of a wrench. <laughs> and I actually started laughing, and the, one of the producers was like. Why this isn't a game to laugh at. <laughs> so, oh, God. Sorry. It's just, it's just so <laughs> Take out the wrench. Take out the wrench. <laughs> but you can make uh, kind of defensive weapons. So I, I presume that they work like they do in Resident Evil Remake, where if the alien attacks you, you just use them to get rid of it. Like, you can't just like throw them at it. Yeah. You can't make a grenade or something, but you can make like thermite charges or whatever. So if it comes at you, you can... Because if it hits you and you're, you've just got nothing to weaken you, it so you can yeah, run, basically. I think from some of the concept art as well that they saw in their, one of their reveal trailers in their kind of mini-making of uh, called Origin or trans, one of those ones, it's, um, you can get a flamethrower. But I presume that, the, again, <laughs> that the flamethrower just forces it back because mm. it's not doesn't uh, have yeah, any flesh. I mean, it's like a silicon thing, so it's not gonna. Just for, go. From what I see, I, I've seen it. It just doesn't look like a game in which you're trying to fight the alien. It's just get away from it. But no, the, the interesting thing you brought up yesterday was like, I how long would you expect a game like that to be? If it's like Amnesia, you'd think like three to four hours, maybe mm. something along that line. Well, apparently, it's more like eight to ten. So I don't know how we were talking about. That was the main discussion we had yesterday. How mm. do they extend it? How do they? I think a few people that missed that. And a few people who played it, they were so enamored. And I actually think that the demo itself was like a vertical slice. So if you played the, the demo yeah. for Fear, like on Xbox 360, it's just loads of bits stitched together to give you an example of what it will be like. So it won't necessarily be representative of a level from the game. But um, yeah, the problem that I think a lot of people missed was after 20 minutes, I died about eight times because the alien... It, it works on like a stalking pattern and the main problem is with you I can't play this game so it's the thought it, it reacts <laughs> it, it kind of reacts into. to you and that's the scariest part it's like in, the, in Alien I think that a lot of the people in Alien make quite good decisions or logical decisions and the thing that gets them killed isn't like oh now I'm going to run upstairs to this you know the serial killer will be up there it's just they make human error and Dallas gets killed in the airlock because 
he just backs into it, right? He doesn't know it's there, and he's like, right, I want to get out now. He makes a smart choice, and he's killed because of it. And I was killed in a T-junction by this alien, trying to get away from it and spinning the motion track around, and it, it went dead. And I was like, oh, turn around, and it was there. It's terrifying. Fuck but that. How do you <laughs> how do you keep that going for nine hours? Now, they said to me, the producers said oh, well, we'll have different sections of the game. You know, you, you'll, you'll run into different people. You'll have Vehicle to, section. Yeah, oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Turret, Turret section, section yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, you, where, you just, where they don't work, and you go, oh. But you stand there for four minutes <laughs> in a moving helicopter while the turret car in front of you goes, <laughs> it's jammed, it's yeah, still jammed. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot it more. But, I mean, yeah, I, I said to a few of the people who were there, I would prefer it if it was about four or five hours long, just from what I've played. Because yeah, I, mean, I don't know they, how you can... The movie, obviously, is two hours long. And most of the movie... Again, this is a thing that, uh, problem that I have with it so far as... Most of the original Alien movie is predicated on them kind of working out how it operates. And they're constantly surprised by the size of it or the speed of it or how it uses different parts of its environment to get people. They're, you know, And the same with the aliens. They don't know how they cut the power or how they get into the top of the roof, whatever. I know how all that shit works. I've seen these movies loads of times. <laughs> it walks around, it fucks people's shit up. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so where, how do I keep, how do you keep that interesting for nine hours? Yeah. And after 20 minutes of dying, I was like, I'm going to game it. I'm going to game the game. I'm not playing it, you know, as I would if I was Amanda Ripley. I guess, though, that they're going to have to split it up into sections because the problem is with this sort of thing is that it's, it's like when people are saying, I think Dave was saying yesterday, why the fuck have they put this blurry screenshots <laughs> out? And it's like, I get it. But it's like, with certain games, it's very difficult to capture what the game is about through showing it, in yeah, a way. Yeah. Like, and the problem, like, in a way, it's weird that... Especially with atmosphere. Heavy. With a demo, it's like, you couldn't have a demo of an alien game and then have, like, a 20-minute demo where you, you see the alien for, like, a second or something. Because mm. people would be like... Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know, what, I think alien? they'd be worried that game journalists would go, where's the alien? Yeah, where's of course. The alien? Yeah, I totally agree. I want to see the alien yeah, and, and they, they had to nail this demo, really, didn't they? Yeah. Just because of yeah. whereas, what like, happened to uh, in a aliens wh- in general. Whereas like, I get that, but at the same time, in a way, um, from my experience, like think of a game like Slender. Like the scariest bit of Slender isn't well. The scariest bit of Slender is seeing Slender, but really the core of the game is about not seeing it. Yeah, so you, the build up terrifies uh, the shit out of you. And yeah. I think with this, I get the impression that if they're going to have a game of that length, then hopefully they've got the pacing right. So in my mind, I'd love it if there was a section where for like an hour and a half, yeah. you're just going around doing stuff on computers, yeah, they and nothing's about happening that, about how the the shadow of the of the beast, as it were, is always kind of lingering because you don't necessarily know, or well, the characters don't know where it is or how really to yeah, fight I tell you it. What, that's that's got to be a game to try and not find too much out about before you play it for those yeah, moments totally. alone. It, just because yeah. you've got to have the feeling that it could appear at any time. Mm. If you know if you know when it happens, it Condemned did that really well. Condemned yeah. had a constant sense of foreboding and then you always assumed something was going to happen and it didn't. So well, it was kind of lynchian though, wasn't it? Cause you, yeah, yeah, right, it was. You had yeah. a subtle sense that things were just spiralling off into madness yeah. and then at the end you realised, my God, things were spiralled <laughs> off into <laughs> complete madness. But it was that sense of, something has to happen now because it hasn't happened for ages and yes. then it didn't. And because it didn't, you then, you were on edge constantly thought, well, I don't know when they're going to pull the, the trigger only, on this. They have to do the yeah. same. That Hitchcock quote about the like suspense isn't a bomb going off, it's a bomb under a table not going off. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. When, when's his bomb going to go off? And, uh, no, you're right. Especially like, a... North by Northwest in the fucking auction scene where it's just like him sitting there yeah. knowing he can't leave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There have been a, a few games recently, particularly like in the first person walk around and find stuff genre, but like... <laughs> Ah, the first person walk around and find that genre. That is my favourite. They do really, really cool things because they play on your expectations of 
what you think a game will do. Like if they can yeah. think that, if they can make you think, right, the player is is sure the alien's going to be around this corner, mm-hmm. then they can start to mess with you throughout the whole thing and extend yeah. it. Then yeah. they've just. Yeah, it's got to be one of those ones where you've got that constant threat. You never know when it's going to happen. Mm. And it's interesting that you say that. that going. It's like you said about the um, uh, about not knowing about journalists not knowing how it works and wanting to see the alien. Because yeah. the producer said to me, I, I asked him a question: When was the moment when you realised that you had something good? Because it is good. I, I referenced uh, one of the houses saying the moment he knew GTA Three was going to be a hit was when they had the first wireframe carjacking. And he went crazy and he was like, that is it. That's the moment when he knew all the hard work was coming together. And they said, you know what? For like two years, we had no idea whether it would work or not because you couldn't just make the alien. You had to build the lighting model around it, the VFX, its own intelligence system, all of this. And they said they were quite relieved that they hadn't spunked all that money (laughs) on nothing. And I I think that's why they showed it so early in the press tour. When's it out? It's late 2014. But, uh, But yeah, I think... Uh, that that they're still working out exactly how I guess it works my, and, my question and where it goes is because I think that the only way it could work would be if you did have chunks of the game where the alien simply wasn't there. Yeah. Um. But I guess it's it's what what you what you do in between then because I loved it in um. Like actually, the only bit of Dead Space Two I found scary was the bit where you went onto the ship of Dead Space One. There was yeah, a period for God. about twenty minutes after an act for an action game, yeah. which was like bum 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 shooting dead kids, bum 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 bum. Fun fun fun. A lot, didn't you? You did it. Fucking ridiculous. Daily Mail. Uh, and then you got onto the ship and nothing happened for like ages. Yeah, and my heart was pounding. Because, because you'd played Dead Space 1, you were sure the moment you walked on that ship, you were going to, like, everything but, was going to go horribly wrong. Yeah, but so that only works that. for like a little while. And I think one of the best games for suspense ever was Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance. Yeah, I agree with that. Because it had that thing of at any point your clone version alien thing could appear by yeah. blowing up through a wall mm. or, just walk, or just walking through a That's door. Cool. And Resident Nemesis as well. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis was like the Terminator. Yeah. Like it would just turn up. Yeah. And it'd just be hours later and it would turn up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it would turn up and you'd just have to run yeah. or hide. And it would be like, far. Mm. But the thing was, you'd have that period of whenever it turned up, you'd be like immediately terrified and incredibly intense the whole time. And sometimes you'd have a sense of foreboding building up and you'd expect it to be mm. arriving and it yeah. wouldn't and it wouldn't. But then the problem is that doesn't work all the time. And in between, the great thing about um, Fusion was that in the sections in between where you kind of forgotten about it, there was other stuff to do yeah. Yeah. that was interesting enough that you had that kind of mild suspense, but you'd be like, do, 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 do. And it's only when you get to the stage of do, 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 that um, when something scary happens, it really fucks you up. I think that they need... um, I think that the develop... What they need is a lot of player choice. And I think if the the reason that why the ship, the the space station is so big, and I hope this is because one of the main things about Alien and and all the Alien films, really, is that it's not just the the thing that gets them killed, it's their own decision-making. Yeah, you're right. Like, in Alien, they're like, let's land on this planet. What? Yeah. You know, but they do because, you know, because they have the logic of humans that don't live in a movie universe. Like, of course, there's not going to be a space beast down there. It's just a distress signal. And then in Aliens, they're like, of course, you know, well, we just need to get the fuck out of it. How? And most of their planning is about how, how do we, get, we out? get out, not let's fight this thing. So I hope there's more of that. Like, I hope we can no, take different routes. Not, and, is there any objectives? I love there's just no objectives. Yeah, there are. There I are. just much it's, prefer they plonked you in and go, survive. You're there, but you are, so you're there to like retrieve the... Okay, one objective. There you go. Could you imagine that? Like System Shock 2 style where all you have to do is go around and read computers and work out how, (laughs) work out what ship you're on, how you're going to get off it. But it would make it more scary because you know you've got this flipping alien thing which you know is obviously terrifying as it is. You'd have the atmosphere which they seem to have nailed. You'd have the lighting. You'd have, um, you know, all the stuff that ties into your nostalgia or anything like that. And all you know is 
you know, get device to save your ass. And that's, and that's all you know. Yeah. Well, they you're flipping terrible because you wouldn't know where to go. You wouldn't know what to do. You know you're being stalked. Well, they, they referenced brilliant. the original Resident Evil, and I said that was my favorite game of all time. And the reason is because in Resident Evil, you go into a house, and the game just goes, yeah, all right then. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, find the keys. Oh, yeah, by the way, the person that made this is insane. So you need, like, four <laughs> wind crests or something <laughs> to open an attic where a giant snake Who is. Who lives in a house like, like this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lloyd Grossman went mad and <laughs> gag. He didn't really, if he's listening. <laughs> um, he made all that sauce. <laughs> It's good, it's good sauce. It's but it'll be good, hopefully. It was certainly... Oh, no, I won't say that. It certainly looks better than Colonial Marines. Yeah, but you never know. Because Colonial like, Marines yeah. look good at one point. Exactly. Uh, I was never completely convinced, mm. but... Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's a better premise, I think. We can all agree on that. Yes, yeah, they certainly. seem to be approaching it in a better vibe mm. as well, which is good. So let's keep our fingers crossed and our toes free. Quite I'm going to cross my toes as well. Mm-hmm. I want all the all the good looking. Yeah. Finally, other stuff I've played over Christmas. I caught up with. I finished uh, Link Between Worlds. You love it, right? I thought it was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, in a way that I really find uh, this is just utterly belittles me as a games journalist. Yeah. But in a way that I found very difficult to to work out why. I know I know why what they've done, and I, know, I like that they've simplified things. I like that they've created the as we said the energy yeah. bar, so you don't have to worry about oh, I've run out of bombs. I would have assumed I would have disliked that. Yeah, exactly the same, but you don't. But I they don't. Make it work. I didn't question it. Yep. Um, it was just very satisfying. It didn't really seem to do anything special, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. There was nothing mm-hmm. about it that I thought, wow, that's genius. I liked the going into walls and popping out. Mm. It was just very simple stuff. It, yeah. it captured a simple joy that a lot of games don't. Like I, I decided I want to collect all of the all 100 my mice. And oh, usually in a game, I would just go when it says, hey, you can collect a hundred things. And okay, nah. Yeah, exactly. Never, nah, yeah. mate. Collect all the intel? <laughs> nah. <laughs> fuck that. I'm just going to shoot some men. God, but in is this... there anything more depressing than collect all the intel? Just no. The no word, in real uh, war. Oh, Whoa. Well, <laughs> in, in the context of video games. But yeah, I didn't 100% it, but I did a lot of it. I did. I had to, every now and then I would just want to go and find some. I don't know why. I didn't get like the best sword. I, I missed a piece of Master or somewhere. Yeah. Um, I liked it though. I liked it a lot. It wasn't much of a challenge, but it, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, totally it was agree. a very simple game. Yeah. I loved it and I loved the you. ending. I loved the story. Mm, it's it's, it might not be the best Zelda game I've ever played, but it's really up there. Yeah, totally agree. 100 um, million percent from me. It's just fucking lovely. Mm, the music still. Buy the a music. 3DS. Fantastic. I'm going to get onto Bravely Default next, I think. Yeah, you've I, been playing I, the demo of that, right? Yeah, I think uh, someone very kindly gave a, a 3DS for me to, to use <laughs> Must have been Santa recently. Claus. And uh, yeah, Bravely Default. The demo is really, really good. It's... I think it's. I've been playing it for about three or four hours. I've completed it now, um, and it doesn't do much to show you what the story is going to be like. It vaguely introduces the characters, but it's just all about the combat, um, which I kind of get the sense is what Bravely Default is wants to go for itself. Um, yeah. And the combat works really nicely. You basically you can either choose to be brave or to default. So you can <laughs> you, you kind of save actions, or you can use them all straight away and try and kill an enemy really quickly. And uh, there's job switching, like in the old Final Fantasy games, and it all comes together very nicely. There's a, um, the, I wasn't expecting this. I hadn't really looked into the game that much before playing it. Um, there's quite a bit of social stuff in it, like, in terms of like you have a, a village that you're supporting, and it's always running in the background whilst you're going around fighting dragons and stuff. And um, you kind of build new buildings there, and that will provide new items that you can purchase. But it's all done on, on a timer. It's kind of like a basic Farmville game or something running in the background without being... Bad sell. And that's, that's, that, that is weird. I guess, though, for... See, the thing is, I hate that stuff uh, for, like, console games and PC games because mm. often with those, I'm sitting down for a session. Yeah. And there's nothing I hate more yeah, than I'd, just switching on and going, 
Oh, what do you mean I can't do something yet? <laughs> yeah, the, I only had one point in the game where I had to stop because I didn't have the right things required. And that annoyed me because unfortunately, you if you live somewhere, if you like, live if you where we do here, pass buds, yeah. basically you, you yeah. get more builders for every person you street pass. And that's, is it, that, is that's it, great down here. Is it straight up street pass? Or is it, yeah, do they have to have the game? They don't have to have default, no. Uh, they don't have to have the game. Um, oh, that's going to be awesome. I'm just going to hang around London which, Bridge. But where, where I live, where, where my parents live, sorry, they don't have streets there. Like, you, you're not going to meet anyone. Um, do you live in a cave? Very much. Jeez. Uh, pony, cave. pony cave. But, yeah, so, so like, I, I was a little bit frustrating because I'm not used to having, I'm not used to my JRPGs being social. That's not a word I ever use to describe anything to do with playing uh, a proper JRPG. And, like, it's that was a kind of weird, and you could. There were a few links that they've done there. You can kind of um, summon in a friend's character to help you temporarily, and you can link abilities between your characters and your friend's characters, and it all gives you nice little advantages. And it, it was just weird. Like the, the combat works really, really nicely, and the whole game is is kind of seems to be focused on making a game that just gets that nailed. And then they have these weird social things on top, which are. Are nice and they're fun, but they're also not something I'm used to having in that kind of game. I must say, though, actually, Street Pass is not as bad as it was. When I first got a 3DS, it'd be like, whenever you got a Street Pass, you'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. The only time then we got Street Pass was because I was working in the same office as Visual Nintendo magazine, so I'd yeah. definitely get three a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. But <laughs> there's it, a guy downstairs who works at Subway who I've passed multiple times now. He's, yeah. he's got me through Bravely Default. Well, that's it. Like, <laughs> I. I, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> thank you man just go in and be like the yeah, subway give me a hug, give me a hug man. dude come on help me uh, yeah that's it like it's alright now but it used to be even when you just go through London or go to big events and stuff you mm. just outside of gaming expos you just wouldn't get any street struggle, passes yeah. at all um, which is kind of cool because it means you can kind of get a sense that the console is getting more popular yeah <laughs> just because there are more people out in the wild and like I say, it was only it was only like literally the last boss fight. I just didn't really have the equipment for, and I felt I was having to wait longer than I would have liked to. Up until that point, I hadn't needed any of the the street pass stuff. I did that stuff solo, damn straight. And, um, <laughs> Good for you, uh, and man. I, I really enjoyed. Like, I really enjoyed it. You it, did it. It's, a lot of people are saying it's what Final Fantasy should be or used to be, and that's that's very true. Um, it just. It's a, it's a very nice. Well, play, I might just jump in straight to the main game and just play and the story. The demo does complement it really well. Um, I th- I'm not sure if any of those quests are even in the main game. I know some part of it isn't, and you get kind of a few bonuses for playing the the demo first. So when you do play the main game, you have like a few items when you start. Nothing groundbreaking, but like it, it does. I like it when demos try and work into yeah. the game really nicely. Oh, I might check that out first then. Um, but um, on the topic of uh, JRPG things, actually, uh, quite a few people after we made our 3DS video last year, basically talking about all the good 3DS games and why you should buy a 3DS. Yeah. If you haven't watched that, you should, because, my God, really good games. Mm. Uh, one of the games I mentioned really briefly and somebody said, please play it and let us know what you think, was Crimson Shroud. And I played it, and I really like it. Yeah, it's really odd in the fact that it's. I think well, they were on sale. I don't know if they're still on sale, but they're all half priced. The level five games. It's about ah, five. It's one of those, is it? Right. And uh, it's about a fiver. It's a JRPG based on little like diecast models and dice, um, and it lasts four hours. I beg your pardon, sir. It's basically like Dungeons and Dragons, okay. um, which is really a compliment yeah. because. The characters aren't actually models, but the characters are represented by models. So mm. instead of having cutscenes, you have static images of the models and then text on the screen, and you just read the story. Yeah. But it has, because it's just like you read the story, and whenever you move to a new area on the map, it gives you like a really rich description of the room you're in and stuff. 
and then usually has one of the characters going, this reminds me of when I first met one of the other characters. And it goes like, do you, want, you have the option to reminisce, <laughs> at which point it gives you more plot. Press X to romance. But because it's a four-hour story, and because it's um, really self-contained, it just means it has a really rich, gives you a really rich sense of the world and the yeah. characters, has some really interesting ideas, their relationships, and then wraps itself up really quickly. And it's just, it doesn't feel like it needs to be an epic story arc. It just tells a small simple story yeah um which was kind of jarring because it's sort of a bit annoying when you spent a while like leveling up some characters and getting them good stuff and then suddenly the game just ends you know yeah, but, yeah. but i just like killed all those goblins yeah. um but at the same time the story was really satisfying and uh, it was just really awesome to play a game that was quite clearly inspired by dungeons and dragons where you that's cool though you roll dice to hit stuff yeah. and roll dice for damage and i missed that I, th- like I think that. it's really good yeah, fun like Bra- bravely default was satisfying in on in the other end it was nice to just have a game that nailed the combat and in the demo at least hasn't shown much of a story like it yeah i guess you we kind of expect certain things from jrpgs now they have to be like 87 hours long and the combat has to be a bit fiddly uh, it's nice to see, like... Yeah, definitely. Especially 3DS games as well. And also because it was nice having such a simple story because the story was, like, kind of interesting and dark and did that really nice thing, narrative thing of, like, you know, having one of the characters basically, like, has a thing where it's, like, it starts off with the character being interrogated and it's, like, that's at the end of the game. Right, okay. But yeah. then you go back and the start of how it how they got to that position sort of thing, you know, the classic mm. narrative yeah. thing. But then when you actually put the pieces together and you realise how the situation looks at the start. It has a kind of like movie style sort of twist. It's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's frustrating because it gets to a point where it ends at a point at which you kind of want to carry on and you kind of think, oh, wow, I wish this was a long game. But at the same time, at the same time, I should say it's made by the guy who made um, Vagrant Story. Okay. And it has the exact same flaws that Vagrant Story had and the exact same benefits. It's got beautiful, earthy art style, really nice palette, really detailed, um, but also... The the UI is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's like really heavy with text and numbers and bars. It's really hard to work out what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Equipping new items, it's probably a good job. The game's quite short because equ- changing your equipment is something that you do <laughs> fairly often and it's really, really fucking hard to work yeah. out what does what and it's just generally like, what the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> But if you're an RPG fan and you fancy something a bit unusual, it's a really good way to spend a Sunday afternoon. There you go. Oh, those are the guys that have made a few shorter games for the, the Yeah, days. it's a really awesome idea. I think I, I can't remember if I talked about it on the last podcast, but... Um, yeah, the three-way. There's yeah, it's... There's le- the level five thing where basically they've just got loads of classic, um, like really well-respected Japanese game developers to make mini games. Mm. Smart. They're all like five hours long. And because of that, they're all like passion projects by really famous designers. And I think it is quite a cool reminder that, you know, a lot of people say, you know, obviously the whole um, thing with Phil Fish saying Japanese designers, your games suck, yeah. uh, which caused lots of, uh, like, trouble. Um, I kind of agree with him a lot of the time, but it is nice to see that there are still incredible ideas. Yeah. I do still actually, uh, and I'll probably get flat for this, but I do agree with what Phil Fish was saying in the fact that a lot of the time, because they have these auteur-led games that are, like, really big, they end up like really bad in some ways. Like you know, can say, yeah, in, like it was very great, Japanese but... used to mean it's very awesome, and now it means it's you know obtuse or impenetrable, or there are you know obfuscates everything you do. And uh, yeah, that's and... the thing. I like the weirdness and I like the inventiveness. Yeah, but there are some aspects like. I think Nino Kuni, The more I think about that game, because a lot of people I saw playing Nino Kuni over Christmas, very good family game. But um, 
it's very frustrating that it pairs this incredibly difficult and fiddly and frustrating combat system that you have to be kind of quite, you have to game it basically, otherwise you're just going to get killed by it. Mm. With a game that is so like hand-holdy and aimed at like four-year-olds, mm. um, it just does so many things. It has the most beautiful aesthetic of any game released last year probably. The art style and the music are just stunning, beautiful. Um, but game design-wise, it's about 15 years in the past. Classic. It's, always, always. It's classic Japanese game yeah. design mistake. And li- I don't like the fact that Western games often end up feeling a bit more mulched and you know, homogenous and less interesting and clever. But at least they fucking, like... The menus aren't... At least they don't do terrifying. insane things with menus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. You know, that's, that's what I'm getting at, really. Yeah. Um, but there yeah. you go. Anyway, questions, Mr. Brack. Questions, one second. That was a stretch. Uh, let's let's have a look here. We've got we've got like two weeks of questions, but I'll have picked some of the best ones from the forum lens. We have uh, Triceratops who asks, "What are your you got a problem there, Simon?" I like Triceratops. This <laughs> like isn't Rhino thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are your gaming resolutions or changes for 2014? Play more iOS games. Play more iOS games. <laughs> I think. I was I was going to make a terrible resolution joke about the fact that we do actually need to get up to 1080p on our YouTube channel more often, but now I've explained it, I feel like I shouldn't make that yeah, joke. Yeah, you've embarrassed yourself. And actually, not really. I uploaded that um, video I made about how to mod Dark Souls in 1080p, mm-hmm. and it still looked rubbish. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, what Dark Souls or the video? The video. Um, it was really, it's really frustrating because I was kind of like, oh, it's I, good, yeah. I encoded it in a really like high quality format. So I thought even if with the loss of YouTube, it'll mm. still look good because the quality of the file I'm uploading is phenomenal. Yeah. Didn't. It just lost so much detail. Yeah, even YouTube does. Even the static shots, the in- encoding. And that's the thing is everyone's like, oh, this video's not 1080p. Honestly, like w- when you're dealing with the level of compression at hand anyway, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. And it's a shame because honestly, when you actually play Dark Souls in proper HD on a PC, it looks fucking beautiful. On YouTube in HD, looks Yeah, right. you, you looks always right. have to kind of bear that in mind. It, the compression um, is... It's yeah. balls. I don't have any game resolutions. I'm not excited about 2014 at the moment game-wise. It needs more, a lot more. Come on, people. Right. Big it up. Okay. Yeah. Raise the bar. I think that, like was, I think that was inspiring, but... I'm not going to... I'm going to try and play some games. <laughs> try and play some games. I'm going to try and... Resolution. And I'm not sure on the legality of this one. <clears throat> oh. Don't kill <laughs> anyone. No, I just want to get a very comprehensive ROM selection of uh, of old <laughs> platforms. And I own all the cartridges, obviously. But, <laughs> all of them. Uh, you know, but I want my snares and Mega Drive and whatever games to just be in one easily accessible place. You know, I, you know like a library, essentially. Like an Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> Not an Xbox. I don't mean an Xbox One. I mean the original Xbox. Because <laughs> they still They proved remain. my point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so don't come after me, Sega or Nintendo. Whatever. Right. <laughs> Good. Uh, I've got from Twitter. We've got our Taika masks with Titanfall six VC six gate. Um, I'm actually going to make a video problem? about that today. How is that gate? No, that, that, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's a developer it, decision. It's, it's probably really it's a joke, smart. Simon. Well, I'm You're talking to the people joke. that are making he a fuss. Even hashtagged it to, to show really that it's a joke. Think, I always forget which one left: Zampella or West? Uh, both. No, no, no. Um, West left. West, Zampella's still there. Yeah. Right. So Sam Pella sat there with his dudes and said, I think six on six works. They went, yeah, it does work. 
That is literally it. <laughs> there's no need to get mad. I haven't actually seen anyone um, get mad. Yeah. I've just no, oh, I've seen people, people get, get mad. There's, just, there's so much disappointment. Am I, am I in the right place? What do they want? Then? What do they want? 700 versus 700. Yes, yes they do. Well, they won't, won't, go play. What was that? Mag. Massive, Massive action, action game. game. Fuck off. Like, that was absolute <laughs> bollocks because, A, no one played it and you had these maps that were the size of small worlds. So you just ran around going, this it's is the most lonely experience of my life. <laughs> I mean, Planet Side 2 is good, but it's a very different kind of game. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, like, the Battlefield games have massive player counts, but it's for a different, different reason. It's so you can have infantry versus tanks it's and battlefield yeah. <laughs> 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 the clue's in the name I can't stand it I cannot stand it I'm in the it. same boat as Miller and actually uh, before I did this I just sort of vaguely scripted out I am going to make a very short video about it because um, I just find it like really abhorrent that people think they know better than these people well, it's just like fuck yourselves mm. honestly just to even put the finger and if go it, yeah. technical limitations no well, if yeah, develop like, a creativity they yeah, sat there the played decision, it for fucking years and it doesn't work with more than 12 <laughs> Gears of War is a perfect example for this most Gears I mean it was 5 and 5 is I think it was 4 and 4 on Gears of War the original game I think but it's definitely 5 and 5 you know Gears 2 and 3 apart from some other modes and it worked perfectly because of the slow plodding combat if there was too many more people you would just have bumped into I, people too much I still go back to Halo 3 all the time and I hate the like the big team battle stuff the 4v4 I games I quite like big are, team but the, the 4v4 are, are superior I just oh, yeah, I've got like, nothing wrong with when it, like, Battlefield's incredible Mag didn't work because no one played it I'm sure there was potential there but a game like Titanfall which seems very modern war uh, modern warfare you know, Call of Duty 4-ish, you know, quick, fast-paced, intense. You, you don't want too many people there no. because it will destroy that, well, it, the rhythm. It just makes me laugh that people think that they've made this game in which you can jetpack, run up walls, call in mech yeah, suits from want, out of space. Exactly, yeah. And yet, they've, when they got to a number of people online, they've just been like, oh, we can't really make it work with more than 12. <laughs> 12. Like, no. I think no, it's fantastic. No, no. I think it's fantastic that someone's actually looked at it and going, what works? Yeah, what works? Of course. Kill Zone 2 tried 64 players. And again, I get it. You want to I've just had. I, I talked about this on Twitter this morning. I had a couple of people come back to me being like, well, actually, using this half baked knowledge of how game development works. And I was saying, well, actually, obviously, they aim big and then have to scale it back because of tech limitations. That's how game no. development works. It's like, no. It's not like they go in and go, well, we're going to have 100 versus 100 <laughs> yeah. people. Oh, that doesn't work. Okay, well, let's try 80 against 80. They, they tested it. And there's a bunch of reasons. And you know what? Actually, let's just be fucking obvious about this. People saying, oh yeah, but it's obviously should have been more people because there's bots in it. It's like, no, because this is the fucking core of the matter. When you have bots that you're fighting against, those bots don't, are not able to call down robots from the sky. Mm. And more importantly than that, they don't want to. Exactly, because yeah. Can you imagine joining up a game of Titanfall and goes, yeah, you can't have a, a robot in this game because um, <laughs> there's already six robot <laughs> yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we can't have that many robots. It'll just get <laughs> yeah. too messy. What do you do? You leave the game exactly, and you yeah. find another game. Yeah. It's so obvious. Mm. It's like they want to give the sense of a battle, but they don't want everyone to have robots. The only other solution is to have it so that either A, some people don't get robots by chance or have to take it in turns. Yep. If you have to take it in turns, after I've done a match with a robot, I'm going to quit the lobby and go, do another and, go one and play yep, another yep, one until yep, I'm a yep. robot. Or you have a game which is basically the core of the problem with Call of Duty where it's you have to earn the robot and the best players get robots yeah, as a no reward and no one else does. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. It's a smart decision. I'm completely stand behind them. Yeah. And internet commenters, you are not the people who made Modern Warfare. <laughs> yeah. Modern Warfare is the best match made, the best deathmatch game of all fucking time. Yeah. The, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's the map flow with Call of Duty, with Modern Warfare and I presume a Titanfall, it's the map flow. It's... Yeah. And I, this is a strange example, but a friend of mine, he used to be really, really good at Modern Warfare. And I was like, how are you so good at it? And he's like, well, I play it like it's a racing game. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like, do that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I run around the map 
and essentially the corners, so the challenges, are the other competitors. But I just keep on going and keep on going in a, you know around I until do, I yeah. run into people and then I deal with it. And I was like, actually, that's an incredible that's way of thinking. It's, yeah. it's a victory if I get back round without dying. That's, how I, that's exactly how I used to play. as an airport level. It's exactly how I used yeah. to do. It. I had, a, I had, a, I had a, a path. Yeah, that I would and run around. Said, and, and, and when you think, so it was perfectly balanced for that amount of people. So if you're using the people. As yeah. kind of yeah. corners, you don't want six thousand corners in a, in a, you know, a race track, do you? Like Modern really... Warfare was perfectly balanced for the number of people, the equipment available, the and size. the maps, yeah. and they nailed that. Mm. And in Modern Warfare Two, they did to traditional sequelitis bollocks, where they mm-hmm. kind of had a few more Too people, much. more stuff, bigger yeah, maps. Yeah. Didn't really work as well. Yeah, it's still good, but not with as this, good, yeah. like they're kind of reinventing it again. They're making like, I mean, verticality is a, a phrase that's been bastardized by every publisher yeah. under the sun for the past ten years, but. They have. They've made something where the arenas are different. And mm. if they've made these maps and they're testing this new style of a deathmatch and they've tested it and they've decided that 6v6 is what feels the most fun... Then it makes sense. Fucking de do. I would put all the money I have, which admittedly is not very much, but I'd put all on it that at one point um, Respawn Entertainment has played Titanfall with 64 players, yeah. 32 versus 32, and just gone, this is bollocks, scale it down. Of course they have. Do they have the tech to do that? Fucking, of course they have the fucking tech to do that. Yeah, even if they test it. Because then if they work out it's the most fun thing in the world, then they make compromises elsewhere and exactly. go, well, we've got to make the graphics exactly. good. Exactly, like, exactly. It, that's, uh, it just, I mean, I know that there's always a case of backseat driving industry, but it, it makes me mad when, it's not even like a new developer putting something out and people going, oh, that's not going to work. Like, you know what, regardless of what you think about IW, they have had egos in the past. I thought the way that they dealt with Treyarch and the way they treated them was pretty shitty mm. frankly I don't think they might not be the nicest people in the world but fuck me those yeah, guys know, know how to make, to make deathmatch games yeah. who asked this question who was it what was his name <laughs> Wait, no, no, I think he was a solution he put, <laughs> a no. hashtag, he put a hashtag in front of it also I didn't finish the question right. so it might, it yeah. might be something entirely <laughs> look different. what they've done yeah. <laughs> I've read it half a question in <laughs> sorry I've done, I, it just you touched on something that I've been making <laughs> I agree yeah. it's bollocks I've, there'll be a video up today or I'll probably say similar things but if you want to watch it then watch it <clears throat> with Titanfall 6v6 gate uh, <laughs> occurring what was your favourite Christmas present? That say no, that. Absolutely no. not. Okay, uh, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, we've already talked about Telltale. Favorite Christmas present was a fucking internet commenter's head in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, your New Year's resolution is... Now, last year, you murdered everyone on your list. That's You've got to true. stop making lists okay. this year. You're probably right. You're Tim probably of Blood. Right. Monk from the forums says, what do you guys think of the art and creepy animated videos? Um, oh, is that the, the forum? I, think, I Know I Where Bratters Lives video? Well, that, I, I like them. I like them. I like the it's first terrible. one made me laugh so much. And what in the second one because you were in it as a sunflower that or something. That scared me. Yeah, thank you. I like them. Send him more. I, Any, more of Bratters is always good. Please, Send him more I, of Bratters. I, no, I haven't been home um, <laughs> since, since watching that video. And one last question. I'm going to go with uh, John Jones on Twitter asks, what do you think could be an acceptable price point for PlayStation Now? Um, and do you think it could be the nail in Microsoft's coffin. Five ninety nine. Yeah, I think five. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Got me you, Netflix. You think a subscription? They would use with... a higher bandwidth, though, wouldn't it? That may fucking. It, de- it depends what they're offering. If it's cut down versions, Netflix has got to be pretty mental bandwidth. Yeah, to I, do what it does. Yeah, you're right. What stupid thing to say? What's yeah, going you're right. that. I, I stream thirteen episodes of House of Cards in about a day at ten eighty. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many it's well HD, yeah, man. Right, yeah, I think they got to go Netflix. What's Love yep. Film? 7.99. So, so yeah, around that kind for of... For people who haven't seen the news, it was last night, right? Or yesterday, yesterday if you're in so America. Yes. Um, it was, yeah, so it's like their... 
Last night is still yesterday. Yeah, but I missed I was what happened. Daytime. I haven't read Basically the news. streaming. Streaming, they want to make it. It's called PlayStation Now. That's the basic Yeah, headline. so it's, it's going well, they bought that thing, didn't they? It's, yeah, Gaikai. Gaikai. it's going to be PlayStation titles, but not necessarily limited to PlayStation consoles. Mm. One of the things you can play it on your phone and shit. Or, or play PlayStation 4 games, perhaps on other devices, which I, I the, the, it's, it's very vague at the moment, but I can't imagine. I don't know. It's going to be basic stuff. You can't stream, like, it's lag. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For certain certain genres, don't work on it, but like, the, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I quite liked on live at a time for strategy games, slow paced stuff. Oh, there you I are. Think it was I wondered where you were. Quite <laughs> um, on live was funny though because I remember they sent out um, press units to lots of people. Oh yeah, and um, they were desperate. Like, they were desperate. They, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get one myself, but it was pretty much just a case of if you asked for one, they give you. You a, get yeah. a press kit. You oh, get access to press account. The press account had all the games on it, yeah. and this is the dodgy part: is that. It seemed like, in retrospect, that the press kind of got better service. <laughs> like, of they did. It seemed like the service was really good for press. Yeah. And then... Yeah, Metro, when I played it, was really good. I'm as like, oh, good. Just... Didn't run as well when people who bought it played it. And then they just kind of died, switched off it? the press server. What, like, what is <laughs> the situation with online? Because it know, still exists, doesn't it? It's like it, dead. But like, I don't know anyone who's using it. It's as alive as... Oh, but, I mean, uh, Glenn Miller. PlayStation have got... <laughs> I, I don't know. They've got, you know, they, they, the Glenn brand, Miller the is games... still vanished. You know that? He still disappeared. No one knows what happened to him. Who? Glenn Miller. I don't know who he is. I don't know. I, I just... Is that his name? Is it Glenn Miller? No, it's not Glenn it's Miller. It's not relative. The uh, orchestra dude, musician guy, went on a plane, plane crashed, never found his body. No one knows what happened to well, him. Like Richie from Manic Street Preachers. Yeah. Was it Richie? He just disappeared. Oh, no, we all know what happened with Richie from the Manic Street Preachers. <laughs> they, they basically thought, oh, sod this. We want to write some sort of feel good, happy tunes. Yes, we got to get, get rid of some bank adverts. <laughs> Let's just park his car on this bridge. No one will ask any questions. And, that, know, and that's what happened to OneLive. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to OneLive. Right. Uh, they did a Richie. Preachers. They yeah. thought, bloody hell, let's get rid of this yeah, guy. He's really doing some I'm weird stuff I'm not sure whether this telly. is just incredible, incredible slander. <laughs> well, he's not slandering the dead. He's not coming back now. Neither of them. I think you're slandering the bandmates. Well, I suppose that is actually technically, isn't it? Everything must go. Everything must go. Come on, the signs were all there. Yeah. Oh, it's like Paul McCartney. <laughs> Obviously, this is all a joke. Please don't sue me, Manic Street Preachers. I, I've heard you're actually very nice people in real life. Anyway, do you have any more questions? Uh, that's pretty much what we need to announce the winner of the podcast competition from... Uh, we have... The winner was Ian Oakley, who did like a proper comic strip and everything. Look at that. Yeah, it's good. We're, we're going to be doing a, a gallery video later on showing some of our favourites, so... I've got to say, though, actually, in that. this is the winner of the official competition, but those of you who are Next. avid listeners will remember there was a secondary competition, which was uh, Simon Miller saying he would give a game uh, from his own pocket I did too. to uh, somebody who'd do the best picture of Chris Pratt as an elf. Well, uh, <laughs> and I've got to say, the winner of that was fucking phenomenal. Do you that. have it there? Have you got it there? I've seen it. Ram the Dragon. No, I, I guess... Did you explain it, Brad? Should we put that in at the very end? Of, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll put it in at the very end of this gallery video, but uh, yeah... He, the competition the main competition the one wasn't hijacked but that winner uh, of Bratz competition got a game not only that they got a game of their choice which was never the deal which you got demanded I got, I got screwed into that one wow. but they still got a game of their choice so <laughs> yeah there you go thank you for that that made me made me very happy uh, but yeah and we've also got uh, member of the month on the forums was Minty Rebel vote of the month was GOH2102 H you can win video games H. by being <laughs> nice unlike Steve on H. video game forums <laughs> And well, yeah, it's got all grammatical up in this house. I just completely ignored it. <laughs>
That's fine. <laughs> well done to everybody that won. You get games. Congratulations. And congratulations to those of you who didn't win because you've yeah, you're managed right. to be alive for another day in this yeah. crazy old planet. It's true. Slash reality. Yeah, um, that's it for this week. Um, and thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks you for coming back. Have a lovely day. We'll see you next week. Bye. Dream of fairies. Bye. 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 I kind of forgot how to end podcast. <laughs>